Take us! Chukong roared. Captain, I have the count. Dracus blurted out, his eyes focusing on the captain. First Octian through, fourth Octian are at full strength, with eight warriors each. Seventh Octian has combined with the sixth, and are now reporting seven warriors strong. Eighth and ninth Octia are also at full strength of eight warriors each. Archers of Octian Distar are answering with four. What about fifth Oxian? Quichon growled. He was a fierce-looking manticore with a long scar running from just above his right eye across his face, and also second in command of the House Timuron Centauri, after Chukang. Fifth Octian does not report, Dracus answered. He was sweating profusely now. I think we lost them just before the last fold. Lord Timuron will not be pleased, Quichon said quietly. Committing the entire Centauri in this campaign was more of a gamble than an investment, and we've yet to garner a single prize. Chukong gave a warning glance at his second. Without a prize of honor, it might be better if we all came back on our shields. We need to get into the fight. Brawl! What's taking so long? They all turned to the only other human present, the sole proxy for the remaining warriors of House Timuron's Centauri. He was a short man with a stocky build, easily distinguishable by his large, hooked nose and piercing dark eyes. Like most of the Timuron warriors, he wore a hodgepodge of protective armor, but instead of a weapon, he carried the proxy staff of the Timuron Centauri. A tall wooden shaft with an onyx claw headpiece gripping an aether crystal at its top. As the proxy, he was the connection between the elven tribunes who ran the battle from the hilltop, thousands of feet above and many leagues distant from the combat underground. The tribunes experienced the war from a command tent filled with the breezes of an open sky, their bodies far removed from the blades of the enemy. Bound by the power of aether magic, the proxy was the projected presence of the war mage tribunes at the battlefront. What Braun saw, his tribune saw. What Braun heard, his tribune heard as well. More important still, Braun and all other proxy were an extension of the tribune's magical powers wrought from the aether, the conduit for the tribune's spells. Thus, their elven masters leagues away could experience and contribute to the battle through the proxy in nearly every aspect except one. In agony and death, a proxy was always alone. Braun cocked his head to one side as though he were listening to the rocks overhead. He flashed a crooked smile, but his eyes were fixed on a scene far beyond the close walls around them. (sighs) Can't you hear it? Don't you see? The dancers and the puppets are all moving across the stage, each one playing his little part just as we are, our own little part. And now we're coming to the great finale, the headlong rush into death itself. Oh, it's all going exactly as the masters have promised it would be. Death. Blood and glory all threshed like fall wheat with our deaths, and our blood as dross, and the glory all neatly gleaned for House Timuron. Smell the applause. What in the name of all the gods? Quichon began. Five notes. Five notes.
Krakus drew in a deep breath. Captain Chukang, Braun is not... Captain, it's been three days since his last field devotion. It's been three days since my own devotions, Drakus thought. Three days of this song rolling through my head. Three days for any of us, Chukong snapped. What of it? Is that a problem? Who money? Kuchan's eyes narrowed as he stared first at Braun and then back at Drakus. He'll do fine, Captain, Drakus said, his own eyes focusing on the scowling face of Chukong. I'll see to him. You had better see that he doesn't break, Drakus. The Centauri commander grumbled while shooting a glance at Krichan. His foals got us into this, and by the gods his foals had better get us.